This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, January 8th, where your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm doing great, Christian. Uh, it's Friday. The week is flying by. It's been a good week back on the air and uh, feeling good this morning. Feeling, good. feeling good. Good. And we got you set up where uh, we initially intended to get you set up uh, with uh, a little geeky backdrop and, uh, you know, not sort of crammed into the corner but uh we <laughs> right, had to find the, studio, the right the, cable the cable for that. you would you wouldn't think that finding a cable would be so flipping hard we're just talking like an extender auxiliary cable it's not nothing hard uh, we uh, joked about how we wish there was a radio shack yesterday uh going to best buy seemed to be a chore and then bounce between three wallets before uh, we found an extended cable. Here we go. I got plenty of room. I joked I could get to uh, outside the studio to the Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, the, the cable itself is about three miles long. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty damn long. It was more than I needed, but, uh, you know, it's all good. Uh, ready for a fun show, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, we know that, uh, especially during the show, you've had your fair share of uh uh, utility workers outside your, you know, uh, apartment complex making all sorts of noise and, and, you know, being there probably a little too early. Have you ever thought about uh, taking it out on them or, or, or taking your revenge? Oh, God, no. Um, it just It's one of those things. It's just an annoyance, especially there ain't much you can do. You trash, you know, the trash service comes out in the morning, gets your stuff. If anything, uh, back when I used to have to roll trash cans out, it was more of a panic. If I heard him and I was like, oh, crap, I didn't put the trash out. And, you know, that's the week where your trash can's overflowing or something. Uh, so for me, no, I've never thought about it. I haven't been that annoyed. Most people... Frustrated with the uh, Internet when they close yeah. my thing during the show. Yes, frustrated, but uh, never revenge no yeah and most people wouldn't but uh in this case because we like to ramp things up rampant this guy did so a man is in custody after allegedly lose using a skid steer in a confrontation with utility workers in meeker county the man is accused of using a bobcat skid uh, skid steer boy that's a tongue twister skid steer skid steer to try and flip over equipment the utility workers were using then threatening to overturn their work trucks 
Deputies responding to the report located the man while he was on his way back to his house. The 67-year-old, who was believed to be under the influence of alcohol, what? No. no. Was arrested. Never. Was arrested and booked into the Meeker County Jail on pending charges of second-degree assault, disorderly conduct, and DUI. According to the sheriff's office, the man was upset the workers were there, so he confronted them. Okay. I'm, insert that Tony Stark emoji, though. <laughs> the roll in the eyes. Yeah, the roll in the eyes. You know, workers have to go out. They have to do their thing. Um, you know, it doesn't say what time it was. Don't you ever wake me up at eight in the morning when I'm having dreams with me and Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> you know, I'm dreaming. And it was 10 o'clock in the morning. I mean, it'd be Get one thing if they yourself. were yeah. Yeah, at 6 o'clock in the morning or some you know work crews, especially if it's on highways. They do overnights. You know, they do construction uh, in the middle of the night. But if your house is close to a highway, then you know, you're, you're, you're asking for it. Exactly. They, you, like, you know what to expect. And it's the same in the neighborhoods. I don't know if you have the problem where uh, I, when I had my house, sometimes people were really up and early, ready to mow their lawn, like at seven in the morning. That used to annoy me. Yeah. I used to be like, dude, really? Could you wait till eight? <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's all good, though. It's not enough to want to get revenge. You just get no. annoyed. You're just like, ugh. Yeah. And we're lucky enough here that, uh, you know, I'm sort of in a, a corner spot, you know, nobody to the back of me. And so uh, it is pretty quiet around here. So we don't get most of those sorts of annoyances. Yeah, you don't you don't have a lot from like uh, my Fort Collins studio with the Ram Jams and the uh, <laughs> and, and the up and down kids. So exactly, yeah. unless we've got uh, guests here who are Ram Jamming and the kids are here going <laughs> up and down. But <laughs> Ram Jamming. <laughs> but uh, it's funny you mentioned the uh, garbage truck because a couple weeks ago uh, when it was the recyclable day, and of course it was right after Christmas, um, figured, you know what, I'll put the recyclables out after the show. Well, they came during the middle of the show and uh, didn't get to it in time. No. So our, our recyclables overflowed for a little bit. Gotcha. Do you guys have one of those where it's only a couple times a month they come and pick it up? It's every other week for the oh, recyclables. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. That's how it used to be where I was. It was like, if you missed the recycle day, you were hosed. So yeah. that was like the one you wanted to really hit. Because exactly. trash was weekly. Uh, recycle was bi-weekly which is strange you think they'd just do both like right just just get it out you know? and we have enough recycling for it to be both. weekly but yeah that's the way it goes well folks we have a wonderful show lined up for you today let's talk about today's show shall we it's friday friday gotta get down on friday everybody's looking forward to the weekend weekend we are looking forward to the weekend, but not before we bring you good news, everyone. We have a segment called Wake Up. We have our call-in topic, which is the best time travel movie. I'm looking forward to that. We have G-Man's matchups, NFL Wild Card Weekend. We close out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. 
And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, January 8th. Now, we have this little thing we call the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, inviting you guys, the listeners and watchers, to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you took your revenge on some work cruise with a skid steer. We want to hear about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, it is the second segment of this show, and Tony's here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, January 8th, 2021, and here's your Filippo Fast. ER actor Darren Deezer D. Thompson passed away at the age of 55. Marion Ramsey uh, of Police Academy fame passed away at 73. So starting it out sad with wow. uh, with two deaths. So I am, I'm, I'm not going to go any more deaths here. Fatality. Yes. Johnny Depp's Hollywood Hills home was broken into over the weekend, according to police. And while the suspect fled the scene before police arrived, a suspect was apprehended shortly after the break and triggered the home's alarm system. People always trying to attack when they know they're not home. I know. It's it's crazy. Roku acquires former Quibi series from Chrissy Teigen, Idris Elba, Reno 911, and more. So I guess Quibi stuff will live on. Even though Quibi's dead. Yeah. Who would have thought that Quibi was the way to go anyways? Quibi. I'm going to go to a network called Quibi. Yeah. Eh. And Denver Broncos CEO Joe Ellis is leaving his position in 2022. Woo! <laughs> Adios, amigo. Good news. Good news, everybody. It is a good news Friday. Um, and uh, I want to keep it in the realm of uh, sports since it is a football Friday kind of with Grady. Uh, the G-Man will be here later. Uh, but the big news uh, lately has been uh, – Deshaun Watson, he's extremely unhappy with the Texans. Um, A little over an hour after a report service that the Texans were hiring Nick Cesaro as general manager on Tuesday, Deshaun Watson tweeted and later deleted uh, what seemed to his displeasure with the choice. Some things never change, Watson wrote. The quarterback is extremely unhappy with the organization and not answering calls from the Texans front office, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network reports. This has nothing to do with the actual hire of GM Nick Cesaro. It has to do with the process. Owner Cal McNair promised Watson he would be involved in the process of hiring a new GM and a new head coach to replace Bill O'Brien, who held both titles before being fired in October. The Texans did not consult Watson for his feedback before hiring Cesaro. Um... Mike Florio reported earlier in the day, rumors are circulating that Watson was broached with his teammates with the possibility of requesting a trade. Later later in the day, following a report out of Houston that the Texans won't trade Watson if he asks for it. The sides obviously are at odds, leaving the Texans in a position to make sure that Watson is on board with the hiring of the new head coach. Unless, of course, he has already passed the point of making up and desires to move on, then what? So with that... Um, that craziness out there. I know big stars get unhappy at times, but uh, you think about a lot of the things of the Texans. Like, I don't think like J.J. Watt will be back next season. Um, I mean, you look at the bonehead things like they traded away. Um, uh, oh, my God. I'm blanking on the, the amazing receiver that went to the Cardinals. DeAndre uh, Hopkins. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, like, you get rid of his favorite target. And, I mean, you just think about like the Kings' ransom. Like, their third-round pick this year. 
they traded uh, away to the Dolphins. So the Dolphins, who have a winning season, even though they missed the playoffs, which is sad because they did really well, but they have the third round pick and or the, the third the third draft in the uh, pick or in the third pick in the draft this year. So <laughs> there you go. So it's good. You know, words are hard. Figuring it out is hard. With uh, but uh, if this happens, uh, what do you think? Well, I'm a little torn on it because I don't think that Deshaun Watson is a big enough quarterback superstar to sort of make those demands on on hiring decisions, especially at the GM level, maybe at the head coach level, because that's somebody that he has to interact with on a daily basis. But, you know, the fact that he's a decent quarterback, you know, he's he's good. He's not, you know, Tom Brady level. He's, you know, you would give that right to Tom Brady, you would give that uh, to Drew Brees, maybe not Deshaun Watson. So if he does leave the Texans and comes over to the Broncos, which you sent me that article yesterday, uh, hopefully they keep him in check and, and, you know, he doesn't uh, become a little bit of a diva once he gets. Yeah. Well, I would, I would love to have no offense to Drew Locke, but uh, I would take him over Drew. I'd take Um, just about anybody over Drew Locke right now. So I just think it would be like in our division, you got to compete against uh, Herbert and Mahomes and, and who knows, like if Mariota is the guy in uh, in Nevada, Vegas, yeah, yeah. Vegas. So <laughs> you almost said Oakland, I didn't did, you? Yeah, and then I was like, uh, did the Ra- I was just gonna say the Raiders. I should just say the Raiders. Um, but uh, yeah, so some exciting things. The likeliness of them actually suiting up for the Broncos slim to none. Right. But hey. You gotta at least take the the chance if he's gonna put himself out for a trade. You figure out what it is, and uh, we definitely need a quarterback. So do what you gotta do, Mister Elway, on your way out. And Ellis. <laughs> Anyways, that's your sports talk. Uh, let's go on to actual entertainment news here. Kevin Smith shares an update on Clerks Three. Um, as obviously we know, uh, Kevin Smith is known for helming many comedies but it was clerks that started it all back in 1994 the movie is currently available to watch on hbo max thanks for the shameless plug and smith often shares fun behind the scenes information about the film that kicked off his career in fact he said the movie's original ending which involved dante dying smith is also working in clerks 3 and recently provided uh on the on on a script on social media slow fast trigger warning this is a post about fasting. Please avoid if you struggle with eating disorders. Okay, well, he goes on to read his stuff. I just want to read about clerks. <laughs> we don't we yeah, don't we need diet yeah, uh, tips from Kevin Smith. No. So scrolling down here, um, he's he says the new movie will take place almost entirely at the quick stop. Um, he took to Instagram um, a bunch later this year to post some of his memories and artifacts from clerks. Um, but it looks like, and he's got everybody back on board um, that uh, he wants to bring Brian O'Halloran, Jeff Anderson. But uh, this is going to take place after the uh, the rise of the Mallrats. That's the sequel to that. And Kevin's always about trying to revive this. Um, I think Clerks Three would be a good would be a good one. As long as they go back to basics, don't try to cram too many things in there. You know, yeah. Jay and Silent Bob reboot started out strong, but by the end, they just he crammed so many cameos and little like nods yes. back to all the different movies that uh, it was almost a little too much. Yeah, that one wasn't as good. And I think 
I don't know what I would think for Mallrats, even though they're bringing the cast back. Mallrats was just perfect as it was. I don't think that needed a sequel. I don't need to know what's going on with the characters. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty good. But Clerks, though, I definitely am always down with that because Clerks 2 was fantastic. Yeah. It was a, that was a great sequel, man. Yeah, they should do... Uh, figure out a way to do at least a portion of it in black and white. Uh, maybe do sort of a uh, Wizard of Oz type thing where it goes from black and white to color. Color, yeah. Just to, or just have some things in color and some things in black exactly. and white. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Um, so, yeah, so that is uh, the Clerks news. Now, there's some big news today for Disney Plus fans yes, and Marvel fans. Marvel Studios is launching a new Disney Plus series this week, and it's going to make its premiere today. It's already on the service. The first episode, it's called Marvel Studios Legends. The episodes of the series will focus on the Vision and Scarlet Witch. A timely look, well, the first episode is going to look at the Vision and Scarlet Witch to get you ready for WandaVision, which is next next Friday. Next Friday. Um it's going to give you behind-the-scenes details as Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen gear up to portray their characters in WandaVision. The f- this is the first Friday with content related to the MCU since Disney Plus launch with the expanding of the universe documentary, which was previewed the future MCU when the streaming service launched. Disney Plus and Marvel Studios have released information about the upcoming Marvel Studios Legends series and the premiere focused and the premiere episode focused on the two Avengers heroes who will be coming into focused this year so um very excited it says are you excited for marvel studios legends and wandavision heck yeah 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 i'm looking forward to watching it i you know obviously we got some stuff going on today but i i'm I'm looking forward to watching oh i'm carving out time somewhere oh yeah that's i think it's gonna be good um all those documentaries they put anyways especially even after the mandalorian was just always entertaining to watch i'm kind of bummed they haven't brought that back for season two yeah because I enjoyed watching those different, uh, <clears throat> what did they call it? Uh, like they had the directors in there and right. they talked about how they filmed the episode. All right. The visual effects, the the creatures, uh, and that was a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, maybe they'll do that for, uh, you know, the different Marvel stuff. As yeah, well. I'm looking forward to it. And then lastly, before we go into the birthdays, um, uh, reports emerged that in 2019 that Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige had been tapped by Lucasfilm to develop a Star Wars film for the franchise. And after nearly two years of ambiguity, I'm ambiguity. You got it. The I, right. Okay. Yeah, the first round the project. Deadline reports that the project has enlisted Loki and Doctor Strange in the Multi of Madness writer Michael Waldron to script the adventure, which Feige will develop and produce. While Disney has yet to confirm this news, the outlet reports that this is merely one component of a new deal Disney struck with Waldron, which would likely bring him back for a second season of the upcoming Loki. So I'm loving this intertwining of the Marvel guys, like you got uh, Favreau, obviously with The Mandalorian. Then yep. you've got Taika Waititi is going to do his own trilogy of Star Wars films now, if that's going to be produced by Kevin Feige. Star Wars is in fantastic hands as well. Well, and that's the thing. You know, Star Wars, there's a lot of ca- complaints about uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who right now is sort of the Kevin Feige of the Star Wars universe. And she hasn't been treating it all that well. I'd love to see somebody like John Favreau step into that role because we know that he treats the canon with respect, obviously based on what he did with the Mandalorian and that uh, you've got one person who oversees the full vision of what's going to be coming out. Yeah. Love it. So Star Wars fans rejoice. Now, birthday boys, let's get down and boogie. It's my birthday. Oh, yeah. All right.
right, this is gonna be a weird birthday section today. It's it's gonna be three heavenlies and one real birthday. All right. All right. Known as the king of rock and roll, he rose to prominence in the late 1950s, becoming a legendary presence in the culture, history, and the best-selling solo artist in the history of pop. And I do a terrible impersonation. Thank you very much. Elvis Presley, <laughs> he was 42 when he passed. Wow. Yeah, only 42. Or- and did you know, I, f- I read a fun fact, um, Elvis actually was born as a twin. His twin brother... Uh, Ate him in the womb? Yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> no, but his, his, his twin brother was born, stillborn. So, gotcha. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, so there technically would have been two Elvises. Well, different names, obviously. Right. Um, legendary physicist who became renowned for creating a cosmology that realm of the unication of theory of relativity and quantum mechanics. His 1988 book, A Brief History of Time, stayed on the British Sunday Times bestsellers list for a record-breaking 237 weeks. Also, he was Sheldon Cooper's buddy. That's Stephen Hawking. He Does, was 76. I don't have the little robot that's right. sound effect. No, I was just thinking he might like one ham and cheese. One, one ham and cheese, one milk and shank. <laughs> oh, a uh, rock star of the 60s and beyond who reinvented popular music with such singles as Space Oddity and Starman. He was the king of the goblins and once said, let's dance. David Bowie was 69. Those are the heavenly nice. birthdays. Now let's see if you get this one. It's hard to see trouble when you're used to being a part of bad company. Now you wear blue on black and your pride has not gone away. It may never be enough, but when the seasons change, he will be under and over it all. And that's the tragic truth. So it was Ivan Moody's birthday yesterday. So is this Zoltan? That was a good guess. Jeremy Spencer. He's not Uh, really in it no more, but the drummer of Five Finger Death Punch, Jeremy Spencer, 47. But good job. And that's your celebrity birthdays for January 8th. Happy birthday. Well, heavenly birthdays mainly. (laughs) Well, folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, we've got good news, everyone, where we take it out on an up note. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, January 8th. Now we're all over social media with many of you watching us right now as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now it is Friday, and as we like to do on Fridays, is take you into the weekend on up note. Obviously, there's so much bad news out there, especially recently, that uh, we're just inundated with the negativity. Well, we like to give you guys news stories that uh, are uplifting and uh, you know really make you feel good, which is why we do good news, everyone. All right, uh, here's my good news story. The Avengers, Iron Man, Black Panther, Spider-Man, those and many more are members of the Marvel Universe. But Marvel is now releasing a comic book that will celebrate some real-life superheroes, nurses. 
in awesome. Yeah, in coordination with the Allegheny Health Network and the advertising agency Donner, Marvel has created a comic book called The Vitals, True Nurse Stories, based on an amalgamation of experiences had by nurses from 13 hospital facilities in Western Pennsylvania. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, we have been in awe of the courage and resourcefulness of our nurses who put their own health at risk to care for these vulnerable patients, says AHN Chief Nurse Executive Claire Zangerly in a statement. We are so proud of them, and we want to make sure that they know how much we appreciate their exceptional work. We hope that in seeing themselves as real Marvel comic superheroes, they can take a moment to look back in pride on their exceptional work and compassion during an exceptionally difficult time for our communities. In a video made in conjunction with the comic book, the children of AHN nurses talked about their parents and their tireless work they've, been, uh, they've done through the pandemic. We didn't see her for like two months, says one little boy of his mother, a nurse. It makes me feel good that she's being able to help. In the video, the children and their parents are given the comic book, which results in no shortage of tears. That one looks like mommy, says one little girl as she points to a nurse on the cover of the comic. You're a hero, says a little boy as he tearfully embraces his mother. The comic books will be distributed at AHN hospitals and recruiting events and are also available digitally on Marvel.com. Quote, at Marvel, we tell stories about heroes every day, but this story is special. It tells a story about our everyday heroes, the nurses and healthcare professionals working tirelessly and courageously to save lives, said Dan Buckley, president of Marvel Entertainment, in a statement. Along with AHN, we are honored to help tell these stories, which we dedicate to the real heroes who are saving the world. You know, this is the perfect amalgamation, to use a word from the uh, story, of Something we love in the geeky, nerdy culture, we love Marvel Comics and comic books and the true heroes of uh, everything that's going on right now. And uh, it's awesome to see. I am going to post this on our Facebook page so you can watch the video, you can see the cover, and uh, it's really inspiring. And that is my... Good news, everyone! Dude, that's fantastic news. Um, I did, uh, I have uh, the good news as well. It's a little on the short side, so I have a backup. We'll have a second one. It's all right, I got a backup as well, if we need it. If we need it. That's all right. I know that's not a lengthy segment, but uh, we do have a few good ones. Um, Girl donates all her money, her birthday money, to a homeless man who returned her grandma's wallet. Wow. In Jewish tradition, a mitzvah is is a good deed that's performed with good heart simply because it's the right thing to do. And that's just how Evelyn Topper described the kind act of a homeless stranger who had gone out of his way to return her lost wallet. Topper likely dropped the wallet when she and her granddaughter Michaela Gonard were leaving. <laughs> I did, it's not Gonards, but it's Gonard were leaving a local coffee shop in San Rafael, California, uh, that they just patronized. But Topper didn't realize it was missing until she got home. With her credit, debit, and medical cards gone, she was understandably upset. The next day, however, Topper got a call that put her worries to rest. Sean Curry had found the wallet in a dumpster behind the coffee shop, except for the cash. Its contents were intact. Even though he'd been homeless for five years, rather than take advantage, Curry reached out to make arrangements to return Topper's property. While Topper lauded his behavior and declared it a mitzvah, Curry didn't behave didn't believe he'd done anything out of the ordinary. He'd done it, he explained in an interview, because he had a heart, and that's the way I was brought up. While a true mitzvah, 
is performed without ex- expectation of recognition or reward. Sometimes the powers that be, with the help of a determined young girl, take matters into their own hands. Michaela had already planned a social distant drive-by. That's probably not a good way to call that. <laughs> party for her upcoming 12th birthday. Rather than presents, she decided to ask for contributions to be donated to a charity in her name. Um, she hasn't chosen which charity the money would go to, but after learning about the man who'd selflessly returned her grandmother's wallet, the choice seemed obvious. It's go. It's her turn to set her own mitzvah in motion. On the day of her party, the newly minted 12-year-old placed a photo of curry and a collection basket next to balloons and party favors on an outdoor table in her driveway. By the end of her happy birthday, she raised several hundred dollars for the nice man that wow. turned her wallet. So... Rather than merely giving lip service to the idea, one good turn deserves another, um, she chose to make the good turn happen because she knew it was the right thing to do. I knew it, I think it's really important that people who think that because you got pushed down, you can never get back up again. We think so too. That's sweet. That's, uh, you know, little kids have the biggest hearts. And I love seeing stories like this where, you know, obviously they see somebody less fortunate than themselves. That person does something good. You know, they're, you know, maybe he's not on the street out of his own volition. You know, unfortunately, there are some people that uh, that is the case. But, uh, you know, maybe he's trying to get back up on his feet. And so, you know, a few hundred bucks, that that might just be the trigger to get him, you know, back into a normal life. Yeah, I like it. And I love that she's 12 and just selfless in the sense that, hey, she did a good thing for my for my grandma. So I'm that's what I'm going to do. And I still think it's cool that she was going to do that for charity as well beforehand. Yeah. Like she had no desire to go buy like toys and all that stuff. She, so that's great. It's a, it's a good feeling. It's, it's good to see that uh, we have people like that uh, growing up. So that's awesome. Absolutely. I'd certainly say that that counts as good news, everyone. Oh, I stuttered there for a second. Well, folks, that does it for good news, everyone. We love bringing these inspiring stories to you to bring you guys into the weekend on an up note. When we come back, we've got a segment called Wake Up. Don't go anywhere. Wake up. Wake up. Put a foot of balance up and make up. And we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, January 8th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, <laughs> while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now we're going to share. Oh, we're going to share in this next segment. Uh, yesterday at the top of the show, we talked about a uh, Chinese family who had basically been squatting in a hospital for six years before being finally kicked out. And it got me thinking about hospitals and probably one of my biggest fears, waking up during surgery. So that's why we have this segment called Wake Up! Wake up. 
Oh, that's a good sound. Wake up! Put on 40 pounds of makeup! These are stories of people who have woken up during surgery. And so uh, get ready for your buttholes to pucker because uh, it's going to be slightly uncomfortable, but uh, fun nonetheless. So uh, let's go ahead and like kick that. things Hold off with... Wake up! Wake up! <laughs> All right, uh, this first one. I had an eye surgery to fix a scarred retina. I woke up as the doctor started the procedure. The nurse asked what kind of music he wanted to listen to, and he said Coldplay. I couldn't move. My body was paralyzed, and I was awake. I couldn't say anything either. All I could do was lay there and watch as my eye was being worked on. Yes, I could see the tool entering my eye. I could hear the doctor and nurses talking. That's awful. And and then... Couldn't even alert. That's frightening. And that's it's terrible because that would go on. Like mentally, that feels like that would go on forever. Whereas when you're under, it's just a... And then you're up and then it's done. Yeah. And luckily it says, it doesn't say that uh, he or she was able to feel anything. That would be the terrifying part is being awake with eye surgery and feeling every little thing that's going on. That'd be bad. Very, very scary. Yikes. Let's move on. Wake up, wake up. This from uh, user Jag312 says, I woke up in the middle of a pretty substantial tooth extraction one time. The procedure involved the removal of eight teeth in total, my wisdom teeth and a few others. The worst part is that when I first awoke, it felt something like sleep paralysis. I couldn't move no matter how hard I tried and had no way to signal to the orthodontist that I was conscious and could feel the pressure of the tooth extraction. And uh, I'm, I'm sensing a little bit of a theme that, uh, you know, most of these people won't be able to notify the doctors or the surgeons. And then especially when it comes to, uh, you know, work on your teeth, you know, they don't always put you under. Of course, they numb it, but you can still feel that pressure mm-hmm. and the grinding and the sounds of the. Oh, the, oh yeah. Ugh. I hate it. hate it. Yeah. Mm. I pictured the uh, big toothless guy from. Joe Exotic, when you were telling that story. <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I try to take as much care of my teeth at home so that way I can avoid those sorts of things in the future. Exactly. <clears throat> All right, let's move on. Wake up, wake up. This from uh, user Waking Dreamland says After my appendectomy, I woke up to see my doctor, the surgeon, and two nurses standing over me looking worried. As it turned out, in the middle of the surgery, I, I woke up just enough to panic and pull the tube out of my throat. Oh. They put me under more heavily and put the tube back, but apparently it freaked them all out enough that they were in the recovery room waiting. Oh, yeah. And that goes back to one of those things that, you know, if you wake up and you're in the middle of something, you don't know what's going on. You're going to start tugging at tubes and oh. wires and oh. I can't even imagine. No. Can't it's like something imagine. like uh, waking up and just, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and that's enough to give you nightmares for pretty much life. Exactly. Let's move on. Wake up, wake up. This is from user Yesaruni. It's an interesting Gasaruni. I like it. <laughs> Gasaruni, I got gas because I ate at the King Buffet. Toot, 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 toot. <laughs> this one, not as scary, a little more innocuous. Says, I don't remember it, but the nurses told me I woke up in major surgery and asked for my CD to be restarted as it had finished playing. That's some uh, spatial awareness, you know. And of course, uh, you know, if you you like a certain band, if you like certain music, then, uh, you know, if that's what's going to calm you down during surgery, why not? Exactly. (laughs) Let's move on with Wake Up. These are uh, horror stories of people waking up in the middle of surgery. Wake 
from user Prof Gilligan, maybe Professor Gilligan. Ah, Gilligan. Here's one that you definitely won't want to wake up during. Woke up during a colonoscopy and started asking questions about what was on the monitor. <laughs> Zero discomfort or pain. I get why fentanyl is popular. I asked one question too many, I guess. The anesthesiologist shut that S down. <laughs> pokey pokey. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't want to wake up when they've got a camera shoved up there. It's uh, yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> Luckily, they didn't feel anything. No, that's a good thing. Yeah. Eesh. All right. This next one from the Goku special. Wake up. Wake up. Goku special. Woke up in a tib fib and femur op. Didn't feel a thing. And there was a screen in front of my chin. I didn't say anything because I couldn't feel anything. The docs noticed my heart rate spike and they gassed me up more. I didn't quite remember it until I talked to the surgeon later. He asked if I recalled anything and it kind of came back to me. Strange overall. Um, yeah, better not remembering it. Um, I don't know if you've woken up during either a surgery or um, not during, but afterwards or a, a tooth extraction, anything along those lines, and just remembering how wacky and tripped out and, and you know nonsensical. Have you ever had an yeah, experience like yeah, that? Yeah, the last time I ever went under uh, was for my wisdom teeth. And I remember the count. Actually, it was my biopsy, but I don't remember um, anything from the biopsy thing. But I do the the uh, wisdom teeth. I remember counting back from 10 and then waking up in the uh, waiting room next to a big heavy set lady. And I my cheek was on there and I'm like, hey, no, no. And like, <laughs> I've got drool coming out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, bah. Um, yeah, it was very, very sexy, you know. I love watching good. the videos of uh, people who are being, you know, taken home after a surgery and yeah. they're just out of it. Oh, and- dude, you're loopy. Like, it's 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 a it's a whole weird thing. I know, like, both times I've, I've, I felt very weird. Um, Denny was on the, uh, he had a heart attack over or, or a couple months ago. And they couldn't get him to go under, and he they thought he was under, and he could hear everything. They're like, "Oh no!" They're like, "Get the Sasquatch one," and he goes, "How'd you know?" And then like kind of spooked him out, <laughs> like because he's because it's just funny because they called the large he's a larger guy. Denny's a big dude, so and they uh, called the thing a Sasquatch thing, and Denny's huge. He loves the Sasquatches, so he thought it was funny, but he wasn't all the way out yet for uh, some of the, the heart surgery there. <laughs> well, let's move on with wake up, wake up. This from Jedi Master Yoni says, getting my wisdom teeth surgically removed, woke up to a string coming out of my mouth, pulled tight in the doctor's hands, assuming he was stitching something up. He saw I was awake and said, you shouldn't be up yet. He looked to someone else uh, I couldn't see and said, push a little more, then looked back at me, waved, saying, nighty night. That's, I don't know why I cringe. Like, I just pictured it like, it's still his mouth, like a still. <laughs> Uh, dental surgery just ugh. no no it's painful too yeah super painful yeah uh more so the aftermath you know yeah during is fine you hear it in the all that sounds and, you know that sucks and you the smells and the uncomfortableness you're like is it over yet but yeah later you're like it's the worst <laughs> like you'd rather just get kicked in the nards like versus that. I love how we did uh, good news, everyone, in the last segment to and make now, everybody now, feel yeah. good. And now everybody we're, we're just like, got a painful, ah. disgusting note. Evan's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all right. We're having fun nonetheless. Let's move on with wake up, wake up. 
This from ProSkills14. I woke up and could feel the surgery, but it wasn't pain. Felt like tugging and the surgery took longer than planned for. It was not painful, but a truly weird experience. They didn't want to knock me out again since I wasn't feeling the pain. The anesthesia affects the nerves longer, I guess, than the brain. Um, you know, and again, this sort of is a common theme throughout most of these stories, but uh, you know, I, I even waking up just sort of the trauma of seeing yourself being worked on would be uh, enough to be worrisome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. This next one. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. From Piccolelli. I think that's how you say it. Piccolelli. <laughs> was having hand surgery. Heard myself saying woozily, that's some manicure. They must have pumped on the gas pretty quickly. Never got to elaborate. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I couldn't imagine, you know hand surgery and then obviously you know what that would be like waking up in the middle to uh no you know and especially in that sort of state thinking oh you know it's i'm just getting a manicure that's all that's all it is (laughs) oh man (laughs) oh let's see i'm just trying to go through because a lot of these you know are sort of woke up felt no pain um yeah there's got to be some that were just awkward and weird all right let's go with this one just here for the beer wake up wake up I woke up during my tonsillectomy when I was 12. I was numb, so no pain at all. I could feel the drips of blood in my throat. I could hear the doctors and nurses talking, and I could hear the radio. They were listening to country music. It was quite traumatic. You know, it would be pretty bad going under surgery right now as an adult, waking up. But could you imagine being a 12-year-old having to deal with that? No. That'd be tough. I think it'd be harder for the kids. I, I just, I don't know. Like, uh, luckily, anytime I've gone under, I don't remember anything. It's the the waking up part, uh, minus the biopsy. I don't remember that. But uh, the other one, definitely. It's just for a kid, though, I can't imagine that being really funny. Yeah, no, yeah. not at all. All right, so here's one that sort of bucks the trend of what we've been seeing. Wake up, wake up. From Skinny with Love Handles says, I didn't wake up mid-surgery, but I did wake up immediately post-surgery after getting a plate and pins in my ankle. I vividly remember slowly gaining consciousness and immediately agonizing pain. I started screaming and bawling my eyes out. Nurses rush into the room, try to give me a nerve block in my leg, but can't find the nerve, so they're just poking around in my leg while I'm screaming bloody murder. I don't know if they ever got the nerve block done. I passed out from the pain. That is the true horror. Yikes. Actually, that reminds me, I I got foot surgery back when I was in high school, screws and pins, and I remember the searing pain of the anesthesia going in. This was before being knocked out and all of that, and it just felt like my foot was on fire. It was uh, not a whole lot of fun, but uh, of course, you know, you never really want to wake up during surgery. Never. Wake up! Wake no. Up. no, 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 no. <laughs> well, folks, you know, we are headed into the long break. Uh, we've got a few seconds to go uh, before we start playing the music to go out, but I did want to remind you that we do still have a second hour ahead of us with our call-in topic, our interactive topic. We want to hear from you guys about the best time travel movie because who doesn't love a good time travel movie folks enjoy the long break take a potty break listen to the news grab some tea whatever you need to do but in any case we will see you back here in about seven minutes seven Thank you. 
Fed Up Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, January 8th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host on this Friday, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. How you doing? Getting ready for this quick, super short, fast second hour, right? Yeah, yeah. The second hour, always the fastest hour on the show. It's always where we're upbeat. It's rolling. It's clicking. We got some good stuff. It's time travel movies. G-Man, football. football, and then this day in history. So, yeah, it's going to be a fast segment, that's for sure. Or fast hour exactly. of segments, yeah. I'm well, excited to be here. Got my tea, round two, and uh, and the zip fizz is well, kicking in. What more could you ask for? Yeah. Well, as Tony alluded, alluded to, <clears throat> this is the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day. Just head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R. Click into the live video and comment there. Today's topic is best time travel movie ever. Something we love, obviously, it is you know part of sci-fi genre, things that uh, we just inevitably love anyway. But you know, time travel always has that you know, little extra bit of uh, a fun to it. Of course, uh, you know, probably the most popular time travel movie and movie series of all time. Back to the Future. Great Scott! It is sort of Morty! the benchmark that everybody holds for time travel and, and the rules of time travel as well. But you know what? We wanted to talk about some maybe slightly more obscure time travel movies or ones that uh, you forgot were about time travel. Uh, Tony, let's go ahead and start off with your pick for the greatest time travel movie next to Back to the Future. Yeah, obviously, we all know like when the topic came up, the, the first one that came to my mind, of course, was Back to the Future. Then I was like, well, then if I can't use that one, then Endgame would have been number two. But of course... You know that's that's all pretty recent, and they they like to take jabs at Back to the Future and the plot holes with time travel. Um, so I started thinking, well, what other one? And then I don't have a sound effect for it. So that's uh, the Terminator franchise, the Terminator. You, I'm gonna need your boots, your glasses, and here for you, John Connor. Uh, Terminator <laughs> Two, one of my all-time favorite movies, like. I don't think every movie in that franchise is great. In fact, look at Rise of the Machines. There's so Bruh. many plot holes where they goofed up on that, but it's all about time travel. It's going back into the future to stop the rise of uh, Skynet and stopping that. So for me, it was always fascinating. Um, John Connor, and there's different timelines because the problem is, is they go back and they go all over the place and uh, it messes with the timeline. Um, 
So, you know, another one that just popped in my head, but I'll save it okay. in case somebody else says it, but I just had another really good one pop in my head. Yeah, staying in the realm of Terminator, yeah. um, the only Terminator movie that didn't deal with time travel was Salvation. That all took place in that you know future where the robots have taken over. Yeah, uh, everything else had to do with time and that's travel. That's where the famous "Oh, good for you" came from. That was the uh, <laughs> oh, Christian. Oh, good for you. Yeah, that was Christian Bale's meltdown during that movie. Um, <laughs> when that extra walked on set and messed up his thing. <laughs> what did you think of Dark Fate? Yeah, that was the most recent one, right? It is. Yeah. Okay, I didn't mind it. I felt like. They tried to, I think where it went wrong was like, it was great because they got James Cameron back in the fold. As a producer, not director. Yeah, exactly. But the problem was, is they hyped it too much to be the third Terminator, um, essentially. And I think too little, too late. And you can't go through and try to omit all the other ones. It just, you're undoing it. You basically got to start fresh. Well, yeah. It was better than Genesis. Genesis That's was true. rough. Yeah. yeah. That was a rough one. Um, and I actually didn't mind... Rise of the Machines, T3. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was that bad. It wasn't great. I think where the problem was for me is you didn't bring back Edward Furlong as John Connor. Right. And that was a huge disconnect for me. Yeah, you had uh, Nick Stoll. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he was okay. He was coming off Carnival, which we just yeah. talked about the other day. But, uh, you know, now, not great. Now, in Dark Fate, what I really loved was in the beginning to try to make it essentially the third Terminator in the series was the beginning where they did the digital aging and you just had that yeah. young, uh, just you had Arnoldy's back, right? Because at the end he goes down and that was supposed to be the end of it. Mm. But here he is. He pops in time, a different version of him. They find John and Sarah on the beach, and he just blasts John Connor. And and it was crazy because it was a young Edward Furlong digitally, of course. Right, right. But it was so cool. So, yeah, that was great. I mean, and then that spun a whole new timeline because now Sarah Connor is the leader of the the resistance of that and all that. Yeah, it's uh, like you said, too little too late. You know, if they had done that as the true third one, I think it would have been much better than it actually was. But, uh, you know, the effects, the action, all of that was a lot of fun. And, of course, it dealt with time travel. Yep. And that's what we're looking for, folks. Uh, Your pick for the greatest time travel movie ever. Of course, head over to our Facebook page, into the live video, comment there with your pick. When we come back, it will be all about you, but I'll give you my pick as well. You, 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 Yendra's too. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Friday, January 8th. Now we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys on our topic of the day. Just head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio Go into the live video there and uh, comment in on what your pick is for greatest time travel movie ever. A lot of fun. So many good ones out there. Tony gave us his pick next to Back to the Future and Avengers Endgame, which are probably two of the the biggest choices out there. Uh, He chose, obviously, the Terminator series with T2 kind of being the, the pinnacle of that. My pick is 
Time Cop featuring... No, I'm just kidding. Joe Dam, Van Dam, huh? Van Dam, it was a fun movie, but... Anyway, Look I, up, on time. It wouldn't fall into greatest of all time. What are you doing? Um, one that I really enjoyed, actually a movie we talked about uh, yesterday. Um, not so much time travel, more of a time loop movie, similar to Groundhog Day, Edge of Tomorrow. No, oh. it's, it's not Live, Die, Repeat. It's called Edge of Tomorrow, <laughs> obviously starring Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt about this futuristic war where Tom Cruise keeps dying, living the same day over and over again. And of course, you know, trying to progress through to defeat the alien invaders. Good action, great storytelling, great chemistry between the two of them. And he goes from the sort of like mousy marketing guy to uh, a true badass, really. And so, fun movie. It's a movie that I enjoy watching at least once a year. And, uh, you know, it, it, again, it, it takes sort of that Groundhog Day time loop idea and turns it on its head a little bit. So, that's my pick, obviously. That's, that's good. I thought you were going to say Universal Soldier of the Return. <laughs> um, crush him, crush him. With Goldberg. Hello, me. It's Universal Time again. <laughs> Not so much. Soldier boy. But folks, we want to hear from you. What is your pick for greatest time travel movie? Of course, uh, Super Phoenix fans, the Yandras chimed in. Tony, what were their picks? Super Phoenix fans, the Yandras. Well, Michael's uh, is, a, is a very great one. It is Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, I like that the choice. fantastic movie. like that choice. I, I don't really remember the second one, but the first yeah. one is, is the classic. The second one was not, it didn't have John Cusack in it. Had, I think it had everybody else but him. Okay, all right. But uh, yeah, the first one, just classic, classic movie. Um, I don't know if classic's kind of stamping it, but great movie. I guess it could be a classic for us now. Totally. Um. Lacey had let us know that uh, Scrooge was a good one with That's Bill Murray. Right. That was yeah. a very good one. And she said Happy Death Day was a fun time loop movie. Totally. I totally agree with both of those. And Scrooge is one of those that's fantastic. A great Bill Murray movie. Um, that's something I look forward to watching, too. Uh, watching, too. Watching every too. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Did you watch it this year? Well, it wasn't available on any of the streaming services aside from if I wanted to purchase it. Yeah. So it's like, eh, not so much. Yeah, and then Annabella had chimed in. I know, I know, you're chiming on me. I see. I saved this because your daughter messaged me. Annabella's pick was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's why I didn't say that for Excellent. you. You had two others, so I figured... That would that would give Annabella that one. So. Well, and uh, I think Tim sort of shares that with uh, the Yandras. He commented, said, you know, I can't comment. So he messaged in on Facebook because my Nazi bosses are monitoring our Facebook posts during work. Hopefully they didn't hear that. <laughs> so you may not get this. But well, I, you said Yahtzee. Yeah. yeah, yeah Yahtzee, totally. yeah, sevens, yeah. <laughs> but he said, if I can't pick Back to the Future for best time travel movie, which it obviously is, I'd say Bill and Ted. Excellent. So much fun. The original was great. Bogus Journey was great. Eh, face the Music, not so much. Yeah, Face the Music was not that great. That was way too little, too late. I mean, I appreciate they came back and did it, but it just wasn't as yeah. good. And, um, and then he capped off saying, and you know what? I even enjoyed Hot Tub Time Machine. There you go. See? So he is right on par with the Yandras. Um, Jamie chimed in and said Back to the Future was hers, which, of course, it's good now. I don't know. Of the three Back to the Futures, what was your favorite? <sighs> 
too. I think I, I liked the future, the hoverboard, the flying DeLorean. Um, you know, the one is uh, the first one is obviously a classic. The third one is fun going back into the old west, but uh, two for me was just that that perfect movie. That was me too. Two was was the absolute best because I loved it because not only did they go to the future, but they went back to 1955 and it was all messed up. So it really undid what the first one did. It was great. Third one was all right. It was it, okay. It was. It was right. I didn't hate it, but. It wasn't my favorite of the three. No, no. Yeah. But, you know, it, it did a good job of sort of end capping things and, uh, yeah. you know, really. <laughs> setting the stage that that, that that movie series should never be removed. No, please. Leave it alone. Nope. <laughs> Clara! <laughs> so, folks, we are talking greatest time travel movies. There is still time for you to comment in Let's on our Facebook Live. <laughs> While you're doing that, of course, I pulled up a list. Uh, Collider picked what they say are their best time travel movies. Um, of course, you know, we talked about The Terminator. Um, the Terminator. Back to the Future Part 2. You could only really go Terminator 2, because Terminator 1, I was trying to kill Sarah Connor in Part 2. <laughs> I was after John Connor, and then we became friends. Here's an interesting pick. At number 11, they have Idiocracy. So not traveling back in time, but more traveling into the future. Uh, well, that, welcome to Costco. I love you. It's 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 kind of scary. We're almost living idiocracy yeah, right now. Yeah, we we don't have live livestock inside Costco though, like the movie, like, <laughs> and uh, or a Starbucks, like, yeah. like it like it predicted. But. but idiocracy made by Mike Judge, obviously behind Office Space, Beavis and Butthead, and uh, basically the premise for those of you who haven't seen it is that. Uh, society over the years you know the stupid people have procreated massively where those who are smarter in society have held off and not had kids and then you go a couple hundred years in the future where everybody is dumb and you have an ordinary joe who is frozen in time and he's the smartest man on earth even though he's just sort of that average guy and uh you've got dak shepherd maya rudolph and uh, luke wilson in that great great comedy um time travel to the future yeah, I that's I forgot about that one, but uh, I mean, being a time travel movie, but you're right, and uh, it's a good movie. It's kind of scary. We're kind of somewhat living in that now. I know, yeah. I know. Uh, what they have for number ten is uh, a movie I enjoy watching, probably about once a year as well. Uh, Looper from director Ryan Johnson, who did The Last Jedi, uh, starring John McClane, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but Looper was good, though. I, I did enjoy Looper. Yeah. yeah. And you had uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who uh, actually, you know, they, they gave him just a little prosthetic nose, did a good job of making him look like a young Bruce Willis. Yeah, because the premise of that was old Bruce Willis had to go back in time to kill younger Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, younger Bruce Willis had to go uh, forward, forward in time, time to okay. kill the older one. Um, for number nine, they have one of the Harry Potter movies, which I kind of forgot was a time travel movie. And we were just, again, talking about it the other day, The Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, yeah. You know, it does go back. And again, they do a good job of interweaving the story that uh, as things are happening, they don't know what's going on. But when they go back in time, they realize that it's themselves sort of messing with their past selves. And it's enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. I, I want to go back and watch that I, series again. I do, yeah. too. I was going to say, that's probably I wouldn't put that in a, my favorite time travel movies, but it was a good movie, though. Totally, totally. Here's uh, another Bruce Willis time travel movie uh, from Terry Gilliam, um, 12 Monkeys. 
You know, surprisingly, I don't remember 12 Monkeys. I know the poster. I don't know if that was just kind of when I was getting into movies a lot. Um, It it was weird and trippy. It's definitely not for everybody, but uh, definitely well worth a watch at least once. Okay. So um, let's see. Just check. I like like this list. I mean, you can just roll it down. It's good. I can just give you some smart ass comments here and there. (laughs) Oops. Can we say ass on this network? Oh, yes, we can. Yes, you can. (laughs) On the other network, I get fined for that. So you can't say that. (laughs) Here's another one that uh, you kind of forget is a time travel movie. The J.J. Abrams remake of Star Trek. I guess. You know, they traveled it was a back good, time. It was, it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, they have old Spock, who was played by original Spock actor Leonard Nimoy, which was great seeing the two of them uh, with Zachary Quinto um, True. interact. And, uh, you know, it was more of an action-packed Star Trek movie as opposed to what you expect from Star Trek, yeah. which is a little more science-based. I like the slower. first two of the, of the Abrams ones. The third one I didn't like so much, but I like the first two. Well, the third one wasn't Abrams. He produced it, but it was... Um, uh, Brett Ratner. No, right? no, it was... Um, James Wan, who did uh, Aquaman oh, and okay. uh, some of the Saw movies. Brett Ratner did the terrible Last Stand X-Men movie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that was pretty bad. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wish we could forget about that one. <laughs> Number four. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to uh, say. No, I have one. I was going to, I have one to pop, but you tell me. Okay. Uh, Number four on the list is Planet of the Apes. They have you the original. damn dirty apes. Damn Jews. <laughs> damn Jews all the hell. On here, they list the original Charlton Heston one, but uh, I actually enjoyed the uh, more recent remakes. Not the Tim Burton one with uh, Mark Wahlberg, but uh, the ones that, uh, I forget who did the first one. Uh, Was it Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Yeah. But uh, the next two were done by um, the Batman director. Joel um, Schumacher? No, no, no. No, no, Tim Burton. No, no. The most recent, uh, The Batman with Robert Pattinson. Why am I blanking on his name? But uh, they were good. They were very good. And, of course, deal with time travel into the future again, where at the end he realizes that they're actually on Earth and sees, you know, the Statue of Liberty there in the the sand. The apes, like back in the day, the Charlton Heston one kind of creeped me out. Just the monkeys, they they were freaky. Um, What I was going to tell you, and it's funny because then Lacey chimed in and I could see it, but that's exactly what I was thinking, Lacey, was X-Men Days of Future Past fantastic travel and what and what triggered that was that's what i was gonna tell you at the beginning but i'm like i'll save it but then i forgot until i started talking about the crappy uh the crappy third one but it undid everything and that's the way that x-men series should have ended for fox was days of future past fantastic travel movie absolutely um well well written well weaved in with the time travel and it aspects fixed, it fixed some loopholes and some bad stuff it fixed the last stand which yeah. uh oof, oof. so bad oof. so bad well folks, <laughs> folks that does it for time oh, travel let's movies. talk time travel again sometime that was fun absolutely when we come back g-man is joining us yes he's running down his picks for nfl wildcard weekend should be fun love talking football folks don't go anywhere we'll be right back get everything you need for the christian phoenix radio show over at phoenixmedia.us or on facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenix media radio now back to the show 
We are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, January 8th. Now, we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including the interact portion of our show. Monday's topic is useful, underrated websites. What websites do you go to that you utilize for different tools or apps or whatever it is that people may not know about? Let us know. Give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, it is that time of the week. It is Friday. G-Man is joining us with his picks for NFL Wild Card Weekend. And I've only got one question for you, G-Man. Are you ready to How you doing this morning? Doing good, brother. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. G-Man. Well, we're into the Wild Card Weekend, and it is a weird Wild Card, something we're not used to. Two extra games, which uh, a little strange. How do you feel about that? Um, hey, you know what? Anytime you can get an extra game in there, I'm, I'm a fan of that. It is, know, so, of course, it's all about making money for these guys, but what else is new? Yeah, yeah, and I feel bad for the number two of each division who would normally have a bye week. They've got to play against the lowest seed uh, in the wild card now, and, uh, you know, it, that could prove a problem for those who would otherwise be taking the week off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm sure that the... Um, you know, who are the number two seeds? The Bills and who is it in the NFC? Who else, Tone? The uh, Saints. Right after the Packers. The Saints, Saints. yeah. Is it the yeah. Saints, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure they'd rather be sitting at home. <laughs> Did you call them the They're Packers? not happy that they're the happy Packers? playing. The Peckers. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I thought that's what you said. The, the players also get an extra game check. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's a little silver lining there. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully nobody gets hurt. You know, obviously that's always the concern. But uh, you know what? We're going to run down your top three picks. All happen to be the Saturday games. So let's start with our wild card, wild card matchup. Again, you have the Indianapolis Colts plus seven by the hook versus the Bills. We just mentioned that the Bills normally would have a bye week. But in this case, they are playing the lowest seed Indianapolis Colts. How do you see that playing out? Yeah, you know, uh, basically, any time for me that it's in the playoffs and if the, the point is over a touchdown, um, I start, you know, really looking at the points, you know, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, everybody's, of course, going to bring their best game. And even if they're injured, you know, you got players that are going to be playing that maybe normally wouldn't be playing during the regular season. So, um, and, you know, I tell you what, I said at the beginning of the year, I didn't expect the Colts to make the playoffs and I expected old man rivers to, you know, kind of, you know, limp into the last part of the season. So, you know, everything's uh, a little bit surprising on that side. So good, you know, good for him, good for the Colts. Um, it's interesting. The six teams, uh, you know, that are the six, of the, there's like all kinds of old guys. I know <laughs> all the, all the uh, teams in the playoffs, man, they're old guys. Well, it, it's like the old <laughs> yeah. guys versus the young guys. So, I mean, yeah. you have Josh Allen, who's yeah. probably one of the hottest quarterbacks to come out of way, the Way the to fumble draft. that one, Elway. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, versus Phillip Rivers, who, uh, you know, he, Rivers has never made it to a Super Bowl. Um, not my favorite quarterback. He's a little pouty for me, but uh, it should be fun yeah. to see the old versus the new. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of class yeah. of 04 uh, playing with him and Roethlisberger. Yeah. Yeah. And as somebody pointed out on the internet, I don't know how this came up, but, 
you know, they were comparing all the football stats and stuff between uh, Rivers and all the other old guard, you know, quarterbacks like Roethlisberger and Brady and stuff like that. And he has <laughs> they has nine kids, you know, so that's uh, <laughs> that's something that he definitely is going to, you know, go down with as like the number one quarterback. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes to show that when he retires, maybe after the end of the season, that uh, we'll probably see him as an analyst or something because he's got to feed all those kids. Yeah, absolutely. And I can only imagine once he does start, you know, having grandkids, boy, that's going to be, you know, quite the farm. Quite the farm, big time. And he's he's very entertaining too, like in post game interviews and and in some of the the tape because he doesn't cuss. It's always like, gee golly, dang nabbit. It's always very PG, and it might be because of the nine kids, but. You know, for for him throwing temper tantrums, like I hated playing against him as a Bronco, you know, with the Broncos. He used to taunt mm-hmm. us. and But, you know, I, I respect him. He is good. Yeah, he throws a lot of interceptions, but he's been reliable. And, I mean, he's gotten the Colts to at least an opportunity to dance. They have a hell of a tough matchup, though. Whew. Yeah. He's he's like one of those guys where you, you would – I would think you would enjoy him as a teammate because, you know, as a quarterback, especially they're, you know, kind of quiet. They don't want to bring attention to themselves because they get hit. Right. You know? but, uh, <laughs> Rivers is actually out there poking fun, man, you know, right at the line of scrimmage, just like, Hey man, we're coming right at you, you know, yeah. you know Israel and, you know, poking Talking that crap. Oh you know, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. He's, he's, he's good at it. He's really good. Yeah. Poking the bear almost. So like always, literally. I'm hoping I'm hoping this is going to be a close game, just like all the playoff games should be close. Who likes a blowout when it's the playoffs? Nobody, because then it's like, why'd you get there? Why'd you show up? You right. you just uh, cred the bed there. Well, and especially for the sake of betters as well. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's move on to our marquee matchup. You have the number six seed Rams at plus four and a half versus the number three seed Seattle Seahawks. It's gonna be a tough one. That's gonna be a tough one and a whole lot of fun to watch, I'm sure. Absolutely, two NFC West Division opponents, and I'm I'm going to hang my hat on again the same thing that I did the last time these two guys played. Sean McVay at that point was five and two against the Seahawks and Pete Carroll. Now he's five and three. But anybody that watched that game, you know, it was a toss up until you know the Seahawks, you know, made that last last score, you know, in the fourth quarter, pretty yeah. late in the fourth quarter, about five minutes left, if I remember. And that's the Seahawks' um, so, mo, you know, they leave it till the end, and of course, you know, uh, um, Russell is just an amazing quarterback at, at doing those, you know, fourth quarter t- last two minute drives. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, you have the the beast of a receiver in Metcalf, but the Rams also have, you know, a more than capable, you know, secondary. And I imagine they're going to put Jalen Ramsey, you know, locked up on on Metcalf as, as much as possible. And, uh, you know, four and a half points, you know, that's again, that's that's a more than a field field goal. And so if you can get that number, that's I would like that. Yeah, absolutely doable for him. It's going to be a defense one, too, because I don't know if Goff's going to be ready to go. And then do you ride with mm-hmm. the no-name or do you ride with Bortles? Who Good for Bortles. Uh, he got off a Broncos practice squad and he landed on the Rams. I, uh, it's going to kind of come down to quarterback play, too, because the defense is really going to have to hold him up yeah. if Goff doesn't go. Yeah. So. And uh, yeah. realistically, I, I foresee the Seahawks taking that game, but will the Rams cover that spread? Yep, exactly. And so, again, I, I think it'll, it'll be close. It typically is with these guys. Um, one that I don't expect to be close, and it's our third pick. It's our best bet matchup. 
you've got the number four inexplicable seed WTF <laughs> Washington football team at uh, plus eight and a half versus the number five seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, that's I, I don't know how Washington football team at seven and nine record gets number four seed and makes it into the playoffs. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Playoffs? Yeah. Playoffs? So, and I remember as I, as I said in, in my message to you that uh, this is a qualifier. If Alex Smith is not the starter, then I would actually flip it and I would take the Bucks. Um, but if he is starting, uh, you know, this is arguably one of the best stories of the year. Um, oh, I, I was awesome. never a huge Alex Smith fan. Of course, he had a lot of disappointing uh, starts with the 49ers in spite of the fact that he was, you know, they gave up. They passed on Aaron Rodgers, basically. That's always, <laughs> been, a, that's always been in my craw. Right. Yeah. So that being said, you know, eight and a half points. They're at home. That defense is legit. Um, I see this game, you know, kind of like a 24-17. You know, I also like the under, you know, in this game and, um, you know, but you're right. You know, if, if, you know, eight and a half points, you know, that's winning by 10, you know, so it's pretty marginal. Um, but uh, Hey, that's what it is. Don't, don't bet the rent on rent on this. Right. You know, but, uh, but I, I'd still take those eight and a half points. And, you know, Tampa Bay, obviously they're sort of the new New York Yankees of football. They're a paid for team. I mean, they've got paid mm-hmm. for superstars and you can never count out Tom Brady. I mean, especially yeah, when it comes absolutely. to the playoffs. So, you know, I, I, I just think this is going to be a whooping from the, the Bucks. It could be too. Yeah, you know, believe me, I've I, I vacillated back and forth. Um, you know, this is just basically uh, betting axioms. That's yeah. really what went into this decision. That's yeah. a that's a good one. And, and like you said, it plays. If Alex Smith is your guy, then you know I think you have a better chance. But if Alex Smith is not healthy, is not playing, then uh, I could see the whooping coming. Um, mm-hmm. But I would and like remember, it to Tom be Alex Brady, Smith too. When when Tom Brady struggle, it's because there's been pressure from the front seven, and and. Washington is arguably, you know, one, definitely a top five, you know, front seven in the league. That is true. Pressure on the quarterback. Either you way, know, so if he's not if he's not hitting those long shots, you know, it could be a close one. Either way, it'll be fun, fun, fun to watch. So to recap, you've got the Colts plus seven by the hook versus the Bills, Rams plus four and a half versus the Seahawks, Washington football team plus eight and a half versus the Buccaneers. Grady, with a little bit under a minute left, uh, where can people find you and what have you been working on? Well, actually, I just uh, met with Tony Contini yesterday. We're going to start storyboarding for, uh, you know, another video, uh, Rain. It's a remake of our 2012 debut album. Great song, worth a listen. Yeah, we're going to have the solace tree involved, you know, with it. It's uh, relating to, you know, teen suicide and things like that. So, um, outside of that, um, just getting the year started, you got crazy shit happening, you know, with this election stuff, uh, you know, still got COVID and all that stuff. So 2021 has just basically like I post on Facebook, it's already said here, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just hunker down. But in the meantime, check out some seedless tendency and uh, that'll that'll definitely brighten your day a little bit. G-Man, as always, we love having you on talking football and, uh, you know, just uh, shooting the S. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we don't have too many more weeks left uh, of this joyous season. Yeah, no worries. Hey, and good news, too, is the uh, the Sunday games 
I'll be generating a video and everybody could uh, find out my three picks for the Sunday Excellent. games on Facebook. I'll get that over to you. Awesome, yeah, awesome, we'll, we'll post that on our Facebook page. Thanks again, Grady. When we come back, we're headed into the final segment of the show. It is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. See you. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we made it almost to the end of the week and almost to the end of the show. Yes, it is the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Friday, January 8th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show, you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? No. And we're doomed to start the weekend. Folks, while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. I thought I was going to shrink my throat. <laughs> Sharing is caring. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Next time. Folks, uh, it is the final segment of the show. And as we do each and every day, we like to drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for this day in history. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. All right. Kicking off with this day in 871, the Battle of Ashdown with Ethelred of Wessex and his brother Alfred the Great beat invading Danish army. Ooh, a Danish army sounds delicious. Ooh, Danish. Yeah, I like. Hopefully they have some vicious bear claws. Mm, Dude, and... Um, why in the hell? I've been in Nevada almost a week. I have not gotten any of my donuts on. Hey, Donut Bistro's open. Donut Bistro donuts to go. They don't uh, uh, advertise or sponsor the show, but uh, yeah, we're willing to throw that out there because it is so delicious. I'm going to try that, I think, today. I don't blame you. Uh, don't blame you at all. Moving on this day in 1610, Simon Marius, a German astronomer, independently discovers the first three moons of Jupiter just one day after Galileo. Obviously. Galileo, Jupiter, Jupiter. <laughs> we talked about that yesterday, and uh, oddly enough, that just one day apart that they discovered it, uh, I don't know, maybe he was peeking over Galileo's shoulder. Yeah. What I like here, too, is like, so you give the, you give the historic discovery to Simon Maris, but then they show Galileo's picture. Like, he's, not only was he, he was first, didn't matter, but he also gets the picture on this day in history. Poor Marius. Oh, Marius. This day in 1790, the first U.S. president, George Washington, delivers the very first State of the Union address. Obviously, he could only do that in person. I'm sure they wrote it down, but there was no TV, there was no radio, so only a few people knew what the actual State of the Union was was at that given time. You know, it'd be weird in the in the spirit of time travel today. Like, what if you could time travel back and see George Washington? Would he really look like that? It'd be weird. 
I assume he did. I mean, obviously, they had painters who could, uh, you know. Could you imagine walking around with that little hairstyle with that, like, parted down on the sides? And it's all curly. Or is it a wig? I I think it's a wig. (laughs) I would want to take a look at those wooden teeth that you hear about. Yeah. Like, like, I don't want to interrupt history or anything, but it'd be so cool if you could time travel, not mess with anything, but just observe. Like, they couldn't see you, but you could see them kind of a thing. Like, you could be a watcher. God, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Because I don't want to mess with anything. <laughs> I've seen too many, too many times <laughs> movies. But the butterfly effect. Yeah, I don't yeah. want that. Do not want that. But uh, yeah, it'd be cool to see because you only see paintings of him. Yep. Be interesting to see what he really looks yeah, like. Yeah, you want to crack a joke around him just to see him smile. It's funny. Then you scroll down and there's poor Alex Trebek. And then now I'm picturing Alex Trebek with the... <laughs> With, the thing. with a mustache or without a mustache? No, without on like the picture. I don't oh, know if okay. you get the same ad when you scroll down. No. no. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, moving on this day in 1806, Lewis and Clark find the skeleton of a 105-foot blue whale in Oregon. Again, that would have been something amazing to see. Absolutely. These guys were fun explorers. Like I loved in, in uh, history class reading about them and their adventures. I loved the Lewis and Clark Trail. Um, just the just the journey, and mainly mainly because I'm a West Coast guy, and a lot of that took place in the mid uh, Midwest to the actual West Coast. So yeah, yeah. Um, definitely great history there. Fun history. Speaking of great history, this day in 1816, Sophie Germain is the first woman to win a prize from the Paris Academy of Sciences for her paper on elasticity. Ooh, Always great to see these early women pioneers who uh, were making it in you know areas of work that were primarily di- dominated by men. Yeah, I know it's animated, but uh, she if the if it, the rendition's right, she's probably a cute gal back then. Yeah. yeah. Looks a little Disney-ish. I like it. A little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1877, Crazy Horse and his warriors fight their last battle with the United States Cavalry at Wolf Mountain. Mm. You know, Native American history would be so interesting to study just to see, you know, obviously the warring factions who decided to side with the U.S. government, those who went against it. Um, unfortunately, I don't know as much as I probably should about yeah. it. They are making it. I, I mean, they've been doing this forever down in uh, South Dakota, uh, big crazy horse monument. Um, it's not completely done, but uh, yeah, it's always neat. Very cool. Very cool. This day in 1902, this is a strange one. New York State Assemblyman Francis G. Landon gets a bill passed to criminalize men turning around on a street and looking at a woman in that way. That way? How how do you enforce that? No. Oh, I saw you were looking at her that way. No, I wasn't looking at her that way. I was looking at her this way. I was looking the other way. (laughs) Now, is is that an artist painting or is that an actual photograph from the 1900s? That is a colorized photograph. Okay, that's fascinating. Yeah fascinating moving on this day in 1918 mississippi becomes the first state to ratify the 18th amendment to the u.s constitution authorizing the prohibition of alcohol mm. Mm. it was a sad sad day so you sad. will know the prohibition of alcohol <laughs> moving on this day in 1948 Hopefully I can get these names right. Queen Wilhelmina signs the death sentence against Anz van Dijk for treason. Hey, for treason. I, I, it's, you said it, I'm reading it. It looks looks like you read it right. Close enough. I, I want to know what he did and uh, why he's named Anz van Dijk. Anz van Dijk. Hey, Queen of Netherlands, you look like a Campbell Soup lady. Hey, Anz van Dijk, I'll be here all week. Does. <laughs> yeah, right? Looks like a Campbell Soup kid. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1956. Heavenly birthday, 
Elvis Presley's Don't Be Cruel and Hound Dog go, single goes number one and stays number one for a record 11 weeks. That's a hell of a birthday present. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. I think we're going to say in 1953, like when I'm scrolling, I saw Rene Mayer forms French government, and I thought of your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Rene Mayer forms French government. Wee wee, woo woo, Mrs. Mayer. She was ahead of her time. Yeah. <laughs> this day in 1962, 21-year-old future Hall of Fame golfer Jack Nicklaus makes his first professional appearance, tied 50th in the Los Angeles Open. You know, my favorite golfer is um, Arnold Palmer just because of his drink. The drink is delish. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Skipping ahead a little bit just because we're trying to, uh, you know, we've got three minutes to round things out. This round day it. in 1978, Harvey Milk becomes the first openly gay person elected to public office in California. If you want to learn about his history, there was a great movie starring uh, Sean Penn. Sean Penn, yep. exactly. There's my useless knowledge coming into play. It's funny because I, <laughs> I can picture Sean Penn in my head when I was reading it, but I only see his character from Friends. Gotcha. Don't know why. It just throws you off. <laughs> this day in 1986, Willie McCovey is elected the 16th, no, is 16th elected to the Hall of Fame in his first year. Of course, uh, first ballot Hall of Famers are, are hard to come by, but there are some that truly deserve it, like Willie McCovey. Absolutely. Fantastic, legendary giant. Totally. Um, let's see. Speaking of giants, this day in 1993, Michael Jordan's game-high 35 points leads Chicago to a 120 versus 95 win over Milwaukee. Gives him exactly 20,000 points in 620th game in the NBA career. Second fastest to reach that milestone after Wilt Chamberlain. That's fantastic. If you ever get a chance, I recommend this to anybody. You don't have to be a basketball fan, but if you grew up in that era, The Last Dance uh, with that, that whole documentary, fantastic series. Check it out. Absolutely. And then finally, on this day in history, this day in 1998, the Unabomber suspect Ted Kaczynski asks to act as his own lawyer. That would have been a crazy trial to watch. Yeah. I can't even imagine. He was a weirdo. And folks, before we head out into the weekend, let's run down some of today's holidays. And this is the point where I'd normally... And Tony would cut me off. Of course, I created that in tribute to him before we had an actual soundbite. But nonetheless... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's run down those holidays. Today is National Argyle Day. Bust out those Argyle Hey, Argyle. Songs. When you say that, I think of the limo driver from Die Hard. Totally. Hey, Argyle. <laughs> Today is Bubble Bath Day. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds nice. Earth's Rotation Day. I it, would hope that would be every day. It is, and it's moving fast. Uh, we're going to have to give some seconds back. <laughs> it is National English Toffee Day. Oh, it's Ooh, English yummy. Toffee. Maybe on my way down to the bistro, I'll get me one. Today is National Man Watchers Day. Ooh, I have no interest in that. But ladies, that's all for you. <laughs> is National Winter Skin Relief Day? Nah, I'll watch okay. the Winter Soldier. Show and Tell Day at work? Hey, okay. Look at this. And War on Poverty Day. <laughs> Folks, that does it for this week's worth of episodes. Join us on Monday with a brand new episode. In the meantime, enjoy your weekend, folks. Have a good weekend, everybody. Peace!